Welcome to your Monday night edition of Fools Rush In. As you can see, the Christmas tree is up. Swindon didn't lose at the weekend. I am feeling on top of the world right now, as I'm sure tonight's panel waiting in the lobby are. Um, as always, our extra Twitter notifications are open if you want to get involved in the conversation through that medium. But we highly recommend heading over to either Facebook Live or YouTube Live, where you could get involved in the live chat. And uh, and I promise we will do our utmost to be more entertaining than England are at the moment. Uh, before we uh, get into all the STFC chat, though, let's roll those titles. off the festive season in the right way. Uh, I, we bought, uh, Aidan and I, this sort of cork Christmas pig last year from a garden centre and we had a name for it but I can't remember what it is. So uh, purely for the audience at home, if you'd like to help us rename our Christmas pig, I'd very much appreciate it. But there are more serious opening questions to follow 
um, once we say hello to tonight's panel, starting by the man who, the artist formerly known as Beardy McBeardface, but as you will see from his icon, he has changed it for this evening. Evening, Craig. Yeah, evening, Fifey. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. Um, I'm feeling a little bit sad, though, today, because um, McDonald's have stopped doing their um, their Philly cheese stack. Um, overhyped. Overhyped. Oh, mate, oh, it was absolutely lush. And um, tomorrow they were supposed to be stopping it. So I thought I'll treat myself to one today before they... Um, before they run out and yeah they, they they'd already run out so absolutely gutted first world problems and all that so so yeah but other than that um looking forward to a, a very positive and entertaining chat of all things swindon town fc well indeed uh, the name's starting to come in i really need to find out who i love stephen fife is because it's not who i thought it was as was confirmed to me earlier this week. Uh, pork chops is one option. Calling blanket is another one. Uh, indeed, uh, <laughs> good porkers. Um, what was terrible? What what was terrible? <laughs> I guess he means England game or the goal, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> you'll never know, apparently. Uh, excellent. <laughs> great, great news. Um, Mrs. Archer of uh, Opening Question fame has been in touch. And we've got a non-food-related one for a change, Craig. Uh, I know you'll be delighted by this. And it's not the thing we were talking about off camera either, don't worry. Okay, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> what, what she would like... Ah, yes, uh, that's... Woody agrees with me. Uh, the, Philly, the Philly one is... is it's, just, it's just basically a quarter pounder with cheese, with rubbish cheese. Um... But yes, uh, she would like you to ruin a film by replacing a word in the title with knobhead. Um, I'll, I'll give you time to think because we've got more more fools waiting. So, so Rick, okay. I know you like to be creative with these. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, true. There is another FRI regular uh, who has snuck into the lobby. Uh, evening, Gary. Evening all. How are we? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Are you watching this lovely game of football on telly? No, I've uh, well, it's on, it's on over there. Um, but I'm fully focused on what's going on on the screen because even though I know England have scored, uh, it's it's rubbish and utter nonsense. It is, it's just like watching Swindon <laughs> <laughs> after I described Macedonia as the oldest shot of international football. <laughs> I think they're slightly better. <laughs> How, how's things, buddy? Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. good. Enjoy my uh, week as it's early days, but yeah, we'll see how we go today, shall we? Indeed. Um, gents, as Woody's not around, if you could both offer a beer review, please. Uh, starting with you, Gary. Oh, I'm just I'm just bog standard beer and again. This is just the it's it's lovely. I drink You're all the time. You're on that sponsorship for us, aren't you? I, I, I'm still pushing. I've not had the email yet. Well, I'm, I'm I'm still on the um, Saint Michael, um, <laughs> I feel. Although I do I do prefer Moretti or or Madri, but this this was on special offer in Audi, so you know got you know cost of living and all that and everything. You know, got got to go where it's where it's cheaper. Got to go where your beer's cheapest. Yeah, that's that's it, mate. But I am getting one of those pump, you know, like a my, my own draft beer pump, hopefully for Christmas. Oh, crazy going posh. Yeah, oh yeah. Hang on. So you've got so I don't know how public knowledge this is, but you've got you've got your own ice bath, 
You're yeah. getting your own beer pump. Well, I'm I mean, hoping. you're just not leaving the house. Yeah, you've got too many strike days. Is your problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just planning for the next um, global <laughs> pandemic, mate. So that's 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 what I'm doing. But um, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping. I'm fingers crossed that I'm getting the um, beer pump. But it's uh, that's dependent on Mrs. A. So I'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it, but I flashed up Thomas's comment saying, "Not all bad McDonald's dropping the Philly burgers. It means they're bringing back the chicken Big Mac." Um, well, again, that. not not something I was uh, particularly fussed about. If it's not a big tasty with bacon, I'm not really that interested. If I'm honest, a uh, big tasty with bacon pisses all over all the other burgers, but they only seem to have it six weeks at a time. Well, I only, um, I, I, I'm not really that keen on McDonald's, but when I tried the um, Philly cheese, um, yeah, cheese stack, I had three in one week when I was at work. So this is a... Does Mrs. A know about that? No, she doesn't know about that. No, no. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's a good job that they've discontinued it. <laughs> You'd end up looking like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe not. But, Thanks for yeah. agreeing, Craig. That was a nice, quick, nice, quick agreement there before before your conscience clicked uh, in. I'll yeah. say nothing. You, you led me on that one, eh? But, uh, no, Joe not, wants um, to... It's, it's not the same as as, as Joe's, but they're, they're all more or less the the, the the same and everything. But yeah, that no, was good. I enjoyed it. It was good. Rob saying, no idea what to call the pig five feet. I thought it might have been Clem's transfer budget, piggy bank at first glance. Um, before we welcome tonight's special guest on, uh, you both heard the, the question from Mrs. Archer. So could you please ruin a film by replacing one word in the title Go on, with the word knobhead? Uh, Craig, you've had the longest to think. Well, I, I just, I, I naturally just go to Star Wars straight away because I'm a, you know, a big Star Wars fan. So, so I, I went for um, Star Wars: Return of the uh, Return of the Knobhead, nice. um, starring Lee Power. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I was going. Uh, Gary, so it popped into my head out of nowhere. Honey, I shrunk the knobhead. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's okay. Hey, that's good, Gary. That's good. <laughs> oh, dear me. We do have a special guest joining us, uh, one of our favourite returning guests. Uh, if he makes any more appearances, he's going to get invited into the WhatsApp group. Uh, welcome back, Alex. How are you, pal? Hi, guys. Yeah, good. Thank you. Everything apartments when in town is going well. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, well, let, let's talk about that, actually. Um, STFC aside, to an extent, what's what's going on with you recently? Uh, well, I'm kind of changing over roles at work, which is kind of exciting. Um, I've been doing kind of interviews and stuff recently, which is nice. Um, I went on holiday with um, Joe, my brother, of the advert sports journalism, um, yeah. and we went to see Napoli get beat at home by Empoli, which was, nice. which was interesting at the Diego Armando Stadium. So um, they sat their manager after it. So it was a very similar feeling to what we experienced watching Swindon. Like no where a lot you of go. side to side with with no end product, and then you get beaten by a team like with five fans in the stadium, and everyone's pissed off. It was quite a very similar vibe, but it was very satisfying. Not really caring about conceding a late late kind of goal against another smaller team, you can distance yourself from it a little bit more. Um, let's uh, let's get straight into it then, and. Before we talk about the game itself, which is obviously the, the prime focus of a Monday episode, uh, Alex, the main reason uh, that our sort of very brief conversation that ended in about two messages with you saying, yes, I'll be on, um, the, the announcement of the lineup, but more importantly, the subs bench on Saturday, 
uh, got more than one or two riled up about the, the current state of the club. Yeah, it's a pure disgrace, isn't it? It's got to be the worst bench in, in kind of Swindon Town history, obviously comparing against benches of a similar size. It's an absolute joke, isn't it? It's, I remember I was at the MK Dons game recently and I brought a friend of mine who's a Leicester fan and I was having to explain, he was saying, oh, why don't you make subs? You guys are kind of really falling out of this game. You need to make a change. And I was working my way through the list of subs against MK Dons saying, he's made one appearance, he's made two, he's 17 and he's never played professional football. And I was explaining to him how we literally can't do anything like we have to just watch games float away from us in the second half every single week and you knew what was going to happen with Harrogate I went to watch um the Christmas light switch on in my local town at like four o'clock and it was half time and my friend asked me oh how are Swindon getting on I was like oh we're winning now but we won't we won't be by the time we get into town and sure enough we had conceded on the the time it took to walk from my house to the center of town and it's just very predictable, isn't it? Because you know exactly what's going to happen every week. Uh, I was in a, a very similar situation. I was catching up with a friend who I'd not seen for a while at the weekend. And uh, he took me to what I believe is my first ever uh, live rugby game. I'm not a big rugby fan. He is. But I said, yeah, you know, if that's what you want to do, mate, let, let's do it. Um, and I was periodically checking my phone. And he's like, oh, uh, how are your team getting on? So I was like, well, we're winning now. But guarantee if you ask me by full time, that won't be the case. And then all he heard was, oh, fuck, <laughs> as I checked it and saw it was one all. And then I was following the FRI WhatsApp chat. I wasn't even following on Twitter what was going on. I was just following the FRI WhatsApp chat for, for to gauge what was going on. And uh, yes, it, it didn't sound pretty, uh, that's for sure, on the pitch. Um, Gary, on, on the same theme then, uh, you were, well, I mean, I've got two of FRI's most vocal on the situation at the moment with me tonight, which is great news. Um, yeah, it, it didn't exactly um, ooze positivity, the subs bench, but there is every chance that they didn't know about a lot of these players, so we could have caught them by surprise. Unknown quantities. All I knew was it was fucking awful bench, which is what I put in the WhatsApp group. But... Let's let's take let's not. Let's and Genesee, he still can't get on the pitch. Oh no, he's still warming up. I think even now, he's he's on the Harrogate touchline, still warming up as we speak. Um, but I generally don't. I got nothing against any of those players that are on the bench. When I say it's a terrible fucking off bench, it's not a down on any of those players that are there. They no. should be there. That's not their fault. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not disgracing them as players, or or the fact that they have to be there because that's that wouldn't be fair on them. But the fact that that bench was so poor and so weak, and you just thought, if we need to change this game, we're losing with ten minutes to go. Whatever we need to do, what have we got that will come off that bench and change anything? There was no decent strikers. The midfield was was weak. I mean, how many appearances were there? They were, like 100 appearances up between them all. Oh, you're going to get Nick Rattled up again. You'll be logging in. Uh, that know, was it's... the most disgraceful thing. Um, Alex, you made a, a brilliant point at the time. And it, and it was, oh, I hate going over old ground, but, you know, when lessons are being learned and competitive budgets are being touted, you look at the what, what um, the opposition, in this case Harrogate, are able to offer in terms of, attendances and yet what their output is in terms of 
um, B teams, under 21 teams, however you want to phrase it, um, and actual squad building. Um, yes, okay, Shade was off on international duty. That I'm not getting into that again because it'll just get me angry uh, with the Khan situation. Um, yes, we've got maybe four or five players out injured, nothing any different to any other side in this division right now. Um, it, it, it Questions should, and quite rightly, are starting to be asked more, um, more, more loudly and more clearly, I think, from sections of the fan base. Yeah, absolutely. It, it doesn't seem possible, does it, financially speaking, that Harrogate, who have for their whole history been in non-league and are only in the league through the kind of miracle working of Simon Weaver, the manager. Um, it, we've got like, how, what's their attendance? Like 2,000, 3,000 a week, if it's a good week against us. And they had, they think the quote was 450 plus appearances on their bench, like league appearances on their bench. And and they're a non-league team. They're, they've been in the league for two seasons, three seasons. And, and we had like, you know, 40, 40 league appearances, if that, on our bench. It it doesn't make sense. Like, how is that possible that we can't compete financially to build a squad as strong as Harrogate's? Like, it, you know, we knew that we didn't have a great budget for this year, even though we were lied to last season about having a competitive budget. That's, it was just a lie. And we were told it came out later on um, and it's been kind of banded around kind of social media stuff as well. That I think we have the 15th biggest budget in the league, which, you know, is it might just be a sign of the times like where we are. Again, that's not good enough. But how are we supposed to have a smaller budget than us? Like, I think it, the truth could be that, you know, if I was being really cynical, that they, they're just refusing to spend any money on the team. Like they could spend more if they wanted to, but they they Clem Wormfuni for whatever reason, hopefully the reason is he wants to sell the club. He, he doesn't want to put any money into the team. And and I think the reason why, I think Flynn privately will be like, he knows everything we know and he is kicking off privately as much as we are. But I think the reason that he's been given his like two year extension or whatever it was is because he's happy to just kind of toe the line and be like, yeah, like it's fine. It's all good. Like we've, we've got a competitive budget. It's fine. And, and just kind of say what Clemothuni wants him to say when we all know what the reality is. I wonder when kind of we come to season ticket renewal time again, mm -hmm. I wonder what kind of interesting stories they're going to tell us about what next season is going to be like. Because, you know, we, no one believes them. Exactly. Was, was Flynn's comment today about he might have to play on the weekend? Well, a, yes. A little you... dig. Yes, you've uh, you, you've jumped in for me there, Gary. Um, without we will be talking about the game at the weekend, but Craig, I want to bring you in on this discussion, uh, and that is how I wanted to lead you in, uh, where he said uh, that the quote from Adver Sports Desk is that he will continue to monitor free agents, but he may have to play himself if Swindon's injury situation worsens. Now, I'm not I'm not. Well, I'd like to think I wasn't stupid or naive. I appreciate that that's probably 99% a tongue-in-cheek comment just as a bit of banter between him and the media. However, for fans who have been critical of the recruitment process, who are trying their hardest not to just point at the club and say, I told you so, but quite rightly are saying, even when we were winning, we said this was going to happen. That is a bit of a, a kick in the testicles, isn't it? Comments like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a kick in the test. It's, it's just confirming what we've 
said all, all, all along, really. I, I imagine it's just tone in cheek. He's, I, I imagine he's getting asked that question every single week, and it's probably just his way of sort of, you know, dealing with it by using a little bit of um, humour. But it just epitomises um, where we are at the moment. Um, I think, you know, like the, the subs bench, as, as, as Alex was saying about the amount of appearances, I think it was 500 plus on Harrogate's um, subs bench, whereas ours was like under under 100, which is just absolutely ridiculous. One of the things that annoyed me, though, not so much with the, you know, how many youngsters were named on that bench because they had to be there, that it was, you know, it was either that or not name anyone, was that Dwarzak didn't come on until the last 10 minutes. He's one of the players that I've, so you know when he's made his cameo appearances, I've quite, I've quite he's liked that. He's the future, and, yeah. You know, and you think you know a lot of those players are dead on their feet in the second half, and you know he, he's making changes at twenty minutes to go, ten minutes to go. The way we play, this high intensity, you need to do. He's got, he's either got to make substitutions sooner to rest the players and give give them a bit of a break. Or not play that way, change it up a bit. And towards that could have come on much earlier than his last the last eight minutes or so, whenever it was he came on. And he's someone he's, he's had he's been on the periphery of the first team and he's been out on loan. So, you know, why not give him an extra chat? That would have been ideal against Harrogate. You know, they they were um they they were there for the taking, they they were, but we, you know, so you know, he could have you know, there's no reason you, you could have given him half an hour out there, and he might have he might have made a difference sooner. So, uh, you know, it's you, you might as well if you're not going to use them, or if you're only going to use them for the last five or, or ten minutes, you might as well just have um, name a, a squad of thirteen or fourteen. To be honest, you know, don't even bother sending those youngsters because we're hin- hindering their development at the moment. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's it's that's that's the one thing that annoys me, and that's. That's on Flynn, that is, for not using them. I know the whole thing about, you know, the squad and everything. We know that that's all, we all agree that's all higher up. But Flynn's got to take a bit of responsibility for that. If you're going to take those youngsters, you know, you at, at least use them. Dwarzak, at, at the very least, is is capable of, of playing longer, I, I think, and being given a chance. But but there you go. What's up to a Boda as well? Well, you're not the only person to ask that question. Um, my my um, my slightly sarcastic theory is that um, we know that anyone in Sweden shirt can play twice in a week, and we were promised a cup run, and that's what we've got with the youth team. So he's focusing all his attentions on that. But it, it's a very very valid question. Where is Abodo? Uh, I'm sure it will come out as a collector's book um, at Christmas in the club shop. Uh, which they will plug to death. Uh, where's Abodo? There's a the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary, on the pitch then. Um, mm. That result takes us to seven games without a win in all competitions, I believe. Um, but were there signs that maybe things are just turning a little bit back? Well, it was slightly better than what we've seen in the last few games. Put it that way. In the first half, I'd say we were okay we weren't great and i argue that harrogate still had the better chances in that first half to win it or go ahead um but we were okay we did the basics we looked like we were trying to, to stick to some principles um maybe get a bit of confidence going try and get a goal ahead and see where we can go but 
we we weren't good. we weren't great even then. Um, and in the second half, well, that, that's that was just even more dreadful. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't good. First half, second half, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want to talk about the second half. It was just dire. I mean, apart from the five minutes where we had the goal disallowed and, and a couple of sort of scrambled chances, I think shade not shade. Um, Cocolo had a shot wide or something or on target. We we just never looked like scoring in the second half. We barely like scoring the first half, to be fair. And if you have to look at the, the chances on on the the highlights, the best chances all go to Harrogate. Extended was, highlights is one of the shortest packages I've ever seen. It was, and then fifty percent of it was keeper saves from Mahoney. Um, yeah, it 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 was pretty poor. As I said, first half looked better than we've seen if some some of the performances recently, but the second half we just got so deep, and it was you just knew that second goal was coming. How it didn't, I don't know. I think simply because Mahoney kept in it, or else we would lost that two one quite easily. Um, yeah, no, it was it was pretty pretty poor second half, and certain players didn't like they just heads dropped as soon as they equalised, and that was it. Well, you've raised two uh, very key points from the game there. So, Alex, let me ask you about the first one. The disallowed goal. Um, rightfully disallowed, in your opinion? It's one of those that just always gets disallowed. You kind of come to expect it. So I wasn't, like, hugely shocked by it. It was obviously irritating. But then I also kind of had the feeling that we didn't deserve it. Like, in a weird way, I was just kind of like, we just didn't deserve the goal. So it didn't really hurt my feelings that much like usually you're like you know furious about that oh come on like yeah, how yeah. we've been robbed it, it didn't feel like that at all i was just like oh, fair enough like you know at least we didn't lose so yeah <laughs> um and uh the other point craig that gary made was mahoney uh he made four five six uh ultimately crucial stops didn't he yeah yeah i mean he was immense i know there's been doubts about him and there's been the odds it's, it's been a minority of fans calling for Wards to come in because he's had a couple of games where he hasn't been at his best, but he, he's just proved that he's, you know, I know I've said this before when, when there's been doubts about him, he's as good a shot stopper as Ward, if if not if not better. So, you know, he, he's got to stay in the sticks and hope, hope in between the sticks and hopefully we've still got him come, um, come end of January. But I, th I think with the overall performance, I don't think we would, that much better defensively, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, I know it was only one each, but um, that, it was mainly because a combination of, like we said, you know, Mahoney had a fantastic game, but also Harrogate weren't that good going forward. This is a team that's only scored 17 goals all season, the uh, lowest um, lowest number of goals in the league, worst home record, and we could still only get a one-all draw, you, you know? So I, I don't think it was that much better. Um one of the plus signs for me was um, was was Minton. I thought, you know, considering, I, I think that's probably one of his best games in a Swindon Town shirt for me. Um, I, I know, you know, like like the bar hasn't been high because of our performances the last few games before that, so it was an improved performance. But I thought, particularly from Minton, he dealt with their, you know, with their attack pretty well. He he, he showed a lot of strength and. Um, and, you know, I've, I, and, and I, I think he even moved into um, defensive midfield for a bit in the um, later on in the second half, and he didn't seem Did out of place there. To be fair to him, so so that was promising. You know, you, you know, and, and and I'm glad for him because you know that you know we all know that he's only in there because there's no uh, nobody else 
for him to go in. So I'm glad he had a good enough performance where he can we can turn around and say he's in that team on merit, not just to you know not just because of the, the making up the numbers. So I was quite pleased for him from from that point of view that Minton had a had a good game. Obviously against a Mansfield attack, it's you know that's going to be a huge test for him. So it'd be interesting to see how how he gets on against them. But I was I was pleased I was pleased for him that he had a a, a decent performance and um, yeah yeah it was um, yeah it was good for him. It's the one silver lining, isn't it, that we get to see these young players kind of coming through. And, and as, as Gary said there as well, like we should be seeing more appearances for these young kids. Like if Abu Kanu was fit, I wonder how many appearances he would get because he seems to be a goal machine, you know, for the youth teams. Miles Abodo, is he only like 17 years old? And yet, if you see when he came on against Bradford, I was thinking, oh, wow, like, you know, usually our, our youth players are like five foot six at best, but he looks like a bit of a unit, like a good size, decent pace. He's scoring goals for the youth team. Fletcher Hubbard is one of our classic five foot six youth players who, you know, any one of us could beat in an arm wrestle. But again, he looks like a really talented player. And this season, the sad fact of the season is it's dead already. So it would just be nice to see, like, you know, Fletcher Hubbard, Miles Abodo, you get some game time. So. No, 100%. Um, you, a couple of you have alluded to. Um, the fact that in the last couple of games it's been apparent now um, that we we do okay, all right, in the first half, but then it, it kind of just dies a death in the second. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but uh, Dan Hun, who quite regular, will we'll talk about his comments on here. Um, he's produced some some stats uh, which were which were very interesting. And the thing is, if if fans can take however long. It's taken him to do this. Uh, then this must be readily available to the coach staff, and, and they have to be working on it. Um, so he tweeted earlier: based on first halves, STFC record is played eighteen, one ten, drawn four, lost four points, thirty four. But based on second halves, it's played eighteen, one six, drawn six, lost six points, twenty four. Haven't won a second half in the last six games, and only won two of the last eleven second halves. Uh, which leaded him then to do um, uh, an updated table, which is readily available on his Twitter profile. Um, the first half table puts Swindon in second based on, on the season so far. So it goes to show you... It, the, the thing, the, the issue I have, that, that is great statistical analysis. And I, I've got a lot of time for this. Um, but Craig, I'll ask you first... This can't purely be down to fatigue because we've got a small squad playing all the time. I'm not having that as an excuse because with the exception of the youngsters making their way of the game, these are uh, primed athletes who are prepared for football. And the majority of them, you know, we're not talking 16, 17, 18 year olds. If you look at the likes of your Austin, your Kinsella, your Khans, these have been playing of a standard for a prolonged period of time and, and they know the rigours of football. So so nothing that they're coming up against will surprise them. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, the, the, the physical, the, the fatigue is definitely a con contrib contributory factor. Contributory, is that a word? Yeah, I think it is. Um, it, it, it definitely is. 
But you, we also got to start asking questions about what Flynn's saying at half time because when in, when it come when they come out in the second half, it's, it just seems to I, I don't know what it is. They they just don't seem to be the same team that's gone in the first half, you know, ahead and and everything's you know everything's looking rosy. So you know um, maybe that's just a coincidence. I I don't, I don't know, but I, I think you know. Flynn, I think that the you know people are starting to scrutinise Flynn a bit more, and that's not me. You know, I don't want to get on his back. I want him to stay at the club. You know, unless we get sucked into a relegation battle, I I just like to see what he can do on a decent budget at some point. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's a combination of things, isn't it? Um, that you know that and. You know, we've got people like Charlie Austin, and I, I know you disagree on on this on this five feet, but you know he's he's thirty four and he's he's playing all these minutes and everything, and, and there's a reason in in all divisions when players get into their sort of you know early to mid thirties that they don't play you know two games a week and and all that, and Austin just looks. I, it's the first time I've I've seen Swindon on on Saturday. Um, for a few games, so I hadn't seen how bad we were before that. But Jesus Christ, Austin just didn't. He looked a shadow of the player he 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 was. Um, he just looked he just looked slow and off the pace. He just looked you know he looked lethargic. He, he kept getting caught in possession, and he just you know and it was so sad to see because again you know I want him to do well. He's our you know he's our talisman and and, and everything else, and he you know. He, you know, fair play to him for you know for coming back like he has done. Because I have no doubt he's taken a significant wage um, cut to to come to us. So, so yeah, it's just a shame to see. And I think we've misused him this season. I re- really think we we have. Well, and, and last season, let, let, let's face it as well. So, so yeah, I, I think. Um, Wow. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, but you know, the modern game. That's that's how it goes, sure. isn't it? The modern games, the modern games, faster. It's more physical. Okay, you, you know that's that's you know that's why there's so much more investment now in in the the medical side and the sports. I think side. you've lost the passion for it. I think you've I lost the passion for it. So here, here's my thing because I, I want to link all of these points together because I think Christian makes a great point, and there is someone else waiting in the lobby to come on who I'll get on about this as well. But you're ma- you're making the point, and I'm not going to argue that that form deteriorating etc on specific players but i refuse to accept that just because a player is 34 they've lost the ability to either play 90 minutes on a saturday or play uh, to a decent contribution standard saturday tuesday and now i'm not comparing their footballing ability but what i would say is at the time of recording Lionel messi's 36 cristiano ronaldo is 38 they're playing, still playing international football. Messi's just won a World Cup, and Charlie Austin. People are and saying can't ball. play on a Saturday. Well, there, well there's there's a, there's the Ballon ex- a joke. That's it, let's be honest. There, there's always exceptions to the rule, but I think if you look at the way we play, our high intensity play, I just think that if if we were, we're not playing, playing high intensity anymore. Yeah, but we we were for you know for six for weeks. August, certainly for August and September, we were. And, and and Austin was playing the vast majority of those games, so that's 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 why I say that we've probably misused him because you know he, he, it, it was probably too much for him. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a sports scientist myself or 
fitness coach or, or anything like that, but it's got to be a, a contribution. Yeah, but not many do, though, Cosy. Not many do, looking, not in the professional game. Looking outside, Certainly not I in the top four Oh, divisions. I disagree. I think, I think a lot more get to 40 now than don't. No, you, you don't they don't play regular every week they they certainly don't it's it's um you, you don't get many that is they're always an exception to the rule um you know when was the last you know i, I think the last time we had who, who was it um we we did have one fairly recently a few seasons ago it was about 37 i think 38 but yeah i i am um, yeah i i i honestly think that um but i, I mean alex makes a, a fair point may you know maybe maybe is um you know, maybe his heart isn't in it anymore. So, yeah. I don't um... think I don't think we signed Charlie Austin to play as much as he did. I generally thought he was going to be signed to be used for 60 minutes here, 20 minutes, half an hour there. Now, I'm not saying that he, he should be or that's what he... We what professional footballer wants to do that? Maybe that's what he was led to believe. Maybe he's coming in for, for a bit of a sort of a, you know, I don't want to play a big game. I'm happy to do 20 minutes, half an hour. An hour, Maybe he was promised goals. that Troy Deeney would sign to rotate with him every 45 minutes. Well, he was promised a promotion challenge is what he was promised and he hasn't got it in either season. So I think he's just, I think he is playing because he has to and we don't have anyone else. But I think Charlie Austin would be perfectly happy if we just turned around to him in January and said, like, look, mate, you can have, here's the exit or you can have it if you want and we'll bring someone else in. I, I think he's just going through the motions, to be honest. Well, let's bring in a fresh voice on this one because it's interesting because uh, Austin always seems to be the player that gets spoken about, whether the, the matter is about him or not. And uh, myself and our uh, next panellist spent a lot of time defending his, uh, his low goal scoring record at the start of the season when everyone was criticising him for not having as many as his teammates. Evening, Woody. Evening. How are we? Uh, very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Good, good. I've, good. I've kind of been listening since the beginning of the show. I just uh, was out and about. So, uh, well, um, we're yeah. we're currently on the topic of uh, apparently as soon as you hit 34, you can't play 90 minutes. Oh well, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I was aching after an hour's worth of seven aside yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Um, it's only because he's not scoring goals that we're even questioning his age, if I'm brutally honest. I think, um, you know, there are a lot of players um, that, that there are, I think there haven't been as many recently, but there are a lot of players that do reach kind of the late 30s in, in League Two. Kevin Ellison, probably being the most recent one we can think of. Um, you know, he was still playing 30, 40 games a season when he was 40 years old. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think... I, I almost, for me, I kind of agree with Alex a little bit. He's starting to look a bit disinterested. Um, the, um, I think, I don't know whether, uh, it was the same for any striker. And this is the thing, I, I always find the strikers are a bit of a special breed in this aspect. But if a striker's low in confidence or just not feeling it is probably the right term, they won't play very well. It could be misplacing passes. It could be missing sitters. They just won't play very well. And Charlie has has always been like that. He's always been. He'll go through patches where he is awful. Wherever he's been, Southampton, he went through a patch where he didn't score for like twelve games. He was awful. Um, same as um, QPR. And you know, even at Paul, if you speak to some of his old managers at Paul, 
yes, he had a fantastic goal scoring record down there, but there were games where he had scored three in you know three goals, five games in a row. Um, so I think he is he is he is a bit of a victim at the moment of the fact that we're playing playing poorly as a team. Um, I think you know I watched that on Saturday. Um, I watched it on iFollow. Um, you know I'm pretty pissed off actually that people are you know the mindset of it's okay we drew with Harrogate really pisses me off um but the um it's like the mentality of the team a draw is not a bad result but not against a team that don't do very well at home don't score many goals you know that should have been our opportunity that should have been Austin's opportunity Young took that opportunity obviously he's done technically done his job twice because there's nothing wrong with that um the second the disallowed goal um you know and it's um so it's i just think that i do, i do think that maybe the captaincy's putting a bit of pressure on him he's not actually been announced as captain yet so i i just wonder gary mentioned earlier we didn't sign him as a 90 minute player i i think we did you don't pay a player that amount of wages not to play him for a full game um and i think we did sign him in the impression that he would be fit enough to last two games a week um you know, regardless. But then a striker in his position, you know, with the the options that we should have on the bench, and this is where he's let down. Craig talks very well about the intensity, and this is this is where we're let down. We because we didn't recruit properly, we don't have those options that if a 34, 29, 21 year old player is absolutely fucked, we can't change it. And he's become a victim of that. So now we're all looking, going, is he tired? Is he I I lean a bit more towards Alex's point. I think he's losing interest because he's um, because he's not in a winning team, he's not the hero that everybody wants him to be. Because let's face it, the reason he came back to Swindon was not just because you know we we wouldn't have offered him more than a lot of clubs. He came back because he saw that he wanted to be a hero, um, and he was going to get paid for potentially being a hero. And you know, he I think he could potentially do that. You know, I don't think this is the be all and end all. I don't think this season's thrown away yet. But the um, we, we, we just got to look at what, what's there to replace him. Is he another one that's suffering from this? He's got no one challenging him. The only person challenging him and gets injured as soon as someone blows a kiss at him on the training ground. You know, so it's just like there's nobody challenging. And every player, regardless of your age, you need to be pushed. You need to be challenged. And he's not being challenged. So he knows that, oh, I could play shit this week. I could not, you know, if I have a shit game, I'm not really going to care that much, which is why he, you know, he squares up to fans and all of this kind of shit because... He knows deep down that the fans are getting agitated, and they probably and they do have a right to do so. But it's not all Charlie Austin, and you know, no. changing Charlie Austin in that squad is not going to change our fortunes at the moment. Um, I want to tell a story about Charlie Austin, sorry, from behind the scenes a little bit that like people may or may not know. So obviously, my brother is kind of the reporter for the Advertiser, and early on in the season when Charlie Austin was going through a, a bad spell, you may or may not have seen on Twitter that my brother ran a story saying. You know, statistically speaking, Charlie Austin isn't isn't actually taking his chances. He's being super wasteful. He's one of the most wasteful players in the in the league. And I think Charlie Charlie Austin was extre- was extremely rattled by this. So during the week at a presser, he storms into the press office where my brother is. Bearing in mind, my my brother is you know he's he's like a twenty three year old kid, first like professional job or whatever. Charlie Austin's thirty four, whatever. He's seen it all. He knows part part of the games get criticised if you're not doing well. He lays in to my brother, starts screaming and swearing at him and saying like, "How can you write this shit? You're a disgrace!" Like, and my brother, who you know, he, Charlie Austin, 
is his Swindertown hero, like his favorite player ever. And like Joe was like basically like moved to tears and stuff. He, he like basically he didn't like stop blubbing or whatever, but he like got really close. And it, uh, you could tell as well as speaking to him after, like you could tell that he really shook him. And Charlie Charlie Austin just verbally abused him for a couple of minutes and then stormed out. Of, and you can see from that, that Charlie Austin is is clearly in his own head about how he is playing this season. He is not happy. He knows better than anyone else that he should be doing better and the team should be doing better. And I think that's a clear kind of sign of of why Charlie Austin kind of is playing how he's playing because he's not happy. He's not like throwing a shot and refusing to play, but he, he's not in the right space this season. And he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's waiting for the opportunity to just say, right, I'm retiring end of the season. So... I, I personally sway towards the, the arguments that, that Alex and, and Woody made. But, but just out of interest, while, while the discussion's been going on, uh, Craig, I've done a, a very quick search on, our, on one of mine and your favourite tools, Transfer Market website. Um, and I have searched for League Two's oldest players to play this <laughs> season. Um, and, I did the same just as I was joining. <laughs> and ahead of, ahead of Charlie Austin... Kevin McDonald at Bradford, uh, Alex Pierce at Wimbledon. I'm, I'm excluding the goalkeepers because they don't count. So uh, McDonald, 34, Alex Pierce, 35, Tommy Rowe at uh, Doncaster, 35, uh, Seamus Connolly at Accrington, 35, Troy Beeney, obviously, as we know, 35. Um, who had there? There's a couple of goalkeepers there. The one that's been mentioned in the chat, and quite rightly, when these conversations come up, David McGoldrick absolutely killing it at Notts County right now, 35. Uh, Jim O'Brien as well at Notts County, uh, 36. Um, we'll forget Anthony Grant because people start cheering in the chat for no reason. Uh, Sean Worley at, uh, at Accrington, 36. Stephen Fletcher, obviously playing at Wrexham, 36. Uh, Rob Milson, also 36. Um, got another goalkeeper, Sean Williams at Gillingham, 37. Sam Foley, 37 at Barrow. Mariapa, obviously, could have been part of this squad, potentially, 37. Matt Derbyshire. 37. What kind of appearances are these guys getting? Like, how many games are they? So, so are they all of these, all of these players have played in the last month. But like, does it say how many appearances they've got in uh, the season? I've got it specifically of when they last played. I can. Oh, probably okay. find I would it. wager it's nowhere near as much as. I mean, I, I didn't. Fifty. I didn't say that once a player turns thirty-four, they just drop dead or anything like that. You know, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I so if you take McGoldrick as the prime example, he is playing yeah. as much as Charlie Austin is without question. He is playing as much. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but he was playing in the championship last season, whereas Austin was. You know, he, he didn't. I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses for 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 him. But um, but you, I I I honestly just think that that's an exception to the rule. It's, it's a minority of players that are over the age of 34, 35, and and I imagine I haven't most finished of the, yet. And I, well, I yeah, but I imagine most of those players. Well, so. Yeah, I, I imagine most of those players probably have, haven't, you know, with the odd McGoldrick and, 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 and Austin, I reckon most of them probably haven't even got half half as many. But I, but I might be wrong. You know, if I'm wrong, then fair, fair enough. I always put, put my hands up. But um, I, I do think that, that age... Is that it, bit like the time you said the Stockport only got 3,000 fans to it? 
Uh, I, I didn't say that. I did not say that, right? If there's any thanks for that, Woody. Right. If there's any Stockport fans uh, watching and they were offended uh, by my comments, I did not mean any disrespect. I did not say that they only get two or three thousand a week. I said. I said Barrow get 3,000 a week and they're able to have a B team and earn the 23s team. What I did say was that um, Stockport get less attendances than us and are able to get afford the squads they got. But I was wrong. They get more or less the same, if not slightly more. So again, In fairness, I, um, I, listened, I did listen to it back myself and uh, I, I understood where the, the confusion came from because it was one statement after the other. But I also was like, Craig didn't actually say that they were only getting three thousand attendances. Yeah, thank, thanks, Fifi. Thanks for defending my my, my honour. That's why I'm not on Twitter anymore because people just take what you say in bad faith. But yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, just thanks for that, Woody. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to set the record straight. So. <laughs> That's why I did it. Just Craig. for balance. For yeah, just for balance. Yeah. Just for balance, I um, <laughs> and I appreciate. I've only picked one because I, I don't want to go through the whole list of players older. I picked Mariapa out of interest. He has pl he has played in 14 of the 18 league games this season. He's also, he's, he's yeah. he's also in a different uh, position. I think you can literally yeah. only compare the people that play in that position. It's, it's like so when you say... straight a Goldrick conscience. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's like saying keepers are in that list. Everybody knows that keepers will go on until they're about 45 anyway. So, um, it's... You know, Ben Foster was what forty when he saved that penalty against Newport, uh, against yeah. Notts County. Um, I still think I, I still think the point stands. Whatever you think, I, I think we've misused Austin pretty much since we've signed. Misused definitely, and yes. it's been to his detriment and to the detriment of of, of the team. Yeah, Another point has been. Sorry, Gary. Go on. I could say for me, he should be that sort of player. He should be hanging around the six-yard box and not dropping into midfield and try and chase the ball and stuff. Yeah. Sit him on the six-yard box and he'll score goals. That's what I think we should be using him as. Um, sticking with you, Gary, uh, a point was made earlier that I did want to come back on. Uh, it, it seems a bit harsh uh, when you take when you look at the whole picture, but, but Swindon fans being Swindon fans, um, suggesting that celebrating a draw with Harrogate uh, to, to paraphrase Ben um, from previous discussions, makes us look a bit tin pot. Uh, what do you think? I don't. I don't get. I don't want to get on the Craig brew and upset um, Harrogate fans. <laughs> but, I mean, what the whole zero Harrogate fans will be watching this? Yeah, uh, I mean, you like Craig said, we should have gone there on the weekend and and got a result. Um, there's no arguing that they, they've been poor with the squad we got the first starting 11 they should be enough to get at least a result there to come away with a point especially after we took the lead and actually we could have lost the game feels like a real slap in the face um, I, don't, I don't personally I don't I, I wasn't happy with the draw I felt flat as hell after we threw that game I thought this is just awful we might as well have lost what I cared because a point does us nothing, and it's like, well, it does us better than no points. Well, yeah, but where does he get? It annoyed me when the club said point point earned or something. Yeah, see, that doesn't help. That, that irritated it, me. 
It was, the, I mean, the, the social game, media the, team at Swindon need to read the room. They really yeah. do. Oh, God. And we were one up, so we lost the, the three points. So it was, was it a point gained or was it a point, you know, we, we could have lost it in all fairness. So I don't feel like it was a point gain. I think it was a point we just stole, basically. Um, Woody, towards the, the end of the game, uh, as I was saying just before you came on, so I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't watching it. I, I was out and about, um, but I was kind of following the FRI WhatsApp chat. And it was very hard to determine, but uh, from watching the highlights package back and, and rereading those messages, it did feel like we were kind of hanging on towards the end. Yeah, it's the most expensive ten pound I've ever spent. But the um, it's yeah, I think we were hanging on. Yes, yes, we were hanging on. Um, I think the fr- uh, frailties and started to show when we're putting Minton in holding midfield and. All of that kind of stuff. Genesini's still not getting the fucking look in. Um, and, you know, it's... I just feel that, yeah, okay, Mahoney's um, probably, yeah, arguably kept us in the game. I'm not going to deny that. But at the same time, you know, he probably needed that performance. You know, the last couple of games, I never would have called him to be dropped because I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But he's also dropped, you know, he's also had a quite a poor run of couple of games as well. Um, so he probably needed that game more than anybody. Um, so if there's anybody who's earned the point, it's probably Mahoney. Um, and they'll probably feel hard done by for 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 um for, for not getting the three points. But um it's just it's it's annoying now because it's becoming so predictable. I mean, we were saying this the other week that we can't hold it. I mean Earlier in the season, we were saying we couldn't hold a lead, but we knew we could score goals. Now we're not scoring goals. We're defending poorly, um, even worse than what we were originally. And it's we, we just can't hold on. We just we physically just know. I mean, I don't even know why I parted way with the money, knowing that we weren't going to win the game. Um, to be totally honest, I don't know why I did it, but something inside me felt so strong that we might actually win this game. Obviously, I predicted the 6-0, and I'm probably just going to keep predicting the 6-0 because it will happen. I genuinely feel the way we're getting out of this rut, because I do still consider when this we a play rut. Wrexham one point, on Boxing Day. Yeah, one point in, how many is it? One point in 12 or whatever No it is. wins in uh, seven at the moment. Yeah, so what's that? Is that one? So is that two points in 21 then we've had? Because we've drawn twice, haven't we? Uh, seven. Yeah, but one of them's the, the older shot cup game. Oh, okay. okay. Right, yeah. So, um, so it will come that we'll beat a team 6-0, and then all of a sudden everything will be... I still think we'll probably beat bloody Mansfield because it's the Swindon thing to I do. still think we'll beat Mansfield. <laughs> um, and it's, um, but I, I know I, I kind of get what people are saying. I think Cosy mentioned it a couple of times in the chat. I get what people are saying, but, you know, squads are this, squads are that. Um, you know, back in 1994 when the game was half the pace, you know, we, you know they were playing with 13 players. But it's... Um, the. The, the, the issue is now is not necessarily the fatigue, it's the options. And I, I know you guys were talking about it earlier. We had nothing on that bench that could change that game. Absolutely nothing on that bench. And that shows because we brought Brewitt on when we're chasing the win. You know, Brewitt on for Austin to, to chase yeah, the win. Of, of all, of all things. For a point. Yeah, and, and that irritates me, settling for a point. I, I, I know what Flynn would say. He'd say, oh, well, we were under the cosh a little bit and I wanted to kind of play it out and see where we're going to be at. But... Um, you know, I look at it like we sent Aguar out on loan on the 22nd of July, I looked earlier, um, 22nd of July. So 
in some ways, I'm thinking, you know what, we can forget about Agua because he wasn't in plans in pre-season. So we might as well... Flynn obviously doesn't rate him for some unknown reason. Um, but there's, there's something fishy going on where I know we're saying we haven't got the support from above, okay, which I get, we haven't got the wage support. So why is Flynn still coming out and saying, I'm looking at free agents? I'm still looking at free agents. If he hasn't got the support from the above, he wouldn't bother looking at those free agents. So he's either providing lip service because he wants us to think he's going to sign somebody. We ain't getting anybody through the door until January. And I well, bet you... Well, we... we said this a couple of weeks ago, and look, we got a new left wing back. So who would think, who, that we knew about for, like, ages before. So it's just like... But I don't... Trying to be positive. It's just like, you know, we, he was saying six games ago, I'm looking at free agents. Six games is a lot of games in, in one season. Um, and I just don't get it. And... I'm I'm really really struggling now. I know that I'm kind of glad that Waz is not on tonight because I love him to pieces. But me and him would be toing and froing at this argument. Um, but there's got to be a direction where we're somebody. If if Flynn's actually genuinely looking at those free agents, why aren't we signing them? We look at the lad who's just signed for Notts County. That guy was been available for four months. And we didn't go anywhere near him. And yet he's there were no good exact... players out there, Woody. We know this. Yeah, no good well, players yeah. out there. But yeah, and, um, wasn't out there. and I kind of, yeah, I just think oh, it, it's just frustrating that we just had no options off the bench. We weren't going to win that game the moment they they scored. Um, there was no way we were winning that game because Good we news, can't, play, we, can't so, we can't, we can't play against a, a side that have got their tails. And that's simple as that. In fact, you can look at that earlier in the season. Look at Wrexham. You know, obviously they scored, got their tails up and carried on carried on scoring you know we we struggle with that we're very vulnerable when we're ahead um and that shouldn't be the case now that that and people can slate me in the chat for this that is a Flynn issue that's not an above issue if you can't defend a lead um if you haven't got the club mentality to defend a lead this is a guy who defended a lot of games at Newport who had one of the best defensive records at Newport with a smaller supposedly smaller budget you know and we can't see out games and we don't have the tactician. We've got defensive players on the bench that we bring on at the wrong times and things like that. And we're not seeing out games. So sorry, but that not seeing out games is a Flynn issue. That's not a Clem issue. Not signing players is a Clem issue, but not seeing out games, not having the mentality because he can't come out in the first 11 games of the season when we went undefeated and go how good this team is. And then all of a sudden, um, we're, we're losing, so this team's not up for question. It's, um, so, for me, not seeing out games is a Flynn issue. Uh, the good news is uh, that both uh, IHM and McEachran should be back for the weekend uh, because their scans... We've got four more days for RHM to get injured. Their scans and their injuries <laughs> said that nothing was wrong, so they should be available. Sure. Um, should being the operative word. Um <laughs> Let's look ahead then, and well, in, in my attempts at being positive, if Saturday's subs bench wasn't enough to get the juices flowing, then how about a completely pointless EFL trophy game where we are we are really promoting uh, the the sponsorship packages for it, Alex? Uh, they really want to get a crowd in for this big, meaningless cup game because we threw away another cup competition. But the big question I have to ask, and I will start with you, Alex, is with the youth team playing in the Youth Cup this week as well and Swindon's philosophy of not being able to play twice in a week, 
Who the hell is playing tomorrow? It's a mystery, isn't it? I, I saw as well the, the headline from um, earlier on where Reading, sorry, where Exeter was saying, um, oh, we're going to treat it like a league game. And I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> like, if, they, if they play anything like a professional team, it's going to be 7, 8, 9, 10, isn't it? It might be like that France-Gibraltar game, in, you know, a few days ago, it was 14-0. Like, I, I honestly, if I was the manager, I don't know what I would do because you've got to... You, you can't put a team out that's gonna that's made of under 18s that are gonna get ripped apart 15 nil because you just can't do that and but then what would be the point in kind of ruining your chance in the youth cup to kind of put a couple of kids out who probably still lose in a meaningless you know cup game it's really hard it's like who do you play because you don't want to play well, anyone so let me throw one name out there Surely in this game, Genesini gets a run out. Surely. Well, he, he was the picture that they used for the first team when the club tweeted out. They used his, his picture. So that would imply that um, he so is the club, in the club also tweet out the Mansfield badge next to the Exeter name. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know if there's any hints there. <laughs> oh, dear me. The thing is, though, I, I, you know, I. Let's let's take our personal opinions of the competition out of the, the way. Right, oh, I I feel that this is fate stinging us in the ass. I genuinely do. This is this is this is where we didn't take it seriously in the earlier in the season. Where if we had taken it a bit more seriously, and fucking got over this, oh, I can't play twice a week, shit. Um, <laughs> you know, then you never know. If they've been able to play twice a week, they might have actually been fitter as players. Um, it's amazing that you know, you know, match fitness is different than general fitness. To play to get match fitness, you actually play matches. Um, but you know, I almost feel like this is just you know, what's what's the word? Not fate, what's the other word? Um, karma, karma, that's the one. Yeah, this is karma. You know, we're now stuck karma tomorrow, punching you know? a square in the face. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stuck tomorrow because I will be really, really pissed off if you know the FA Youth Cup is you know. If we fucking throw that away, that's a great opportunity for those for those lads to go away to Luton, one of the best academies in the country at the moment, and we ruin it because we we were too fucking arrogant and too big for this competition in the early rounds. Um, you know, it's just and what and what did it do? What did it do? We ended up with more injuries in fucking training than we did in that game. Um, so it's like, and I get it. I get I get people's opinion of the competition. That's fair enough. But for me, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a competitive competition. And we've now got karma because we didn't take it seriously. Well, now is the perfect time to bring in another fool's favourite who is a big advocate for the Bristol Street Motors trophy <laughs> and will be absolutely livid that I'm calling it a pointless first-team fixture. Evening, Ben. Evening, chaps. What a time for him to arrive. Our favourite subject, the pizza, cup, painting, motor cars competition. Wow. I'm buzzing for it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain. I think I think team selection has been Bob Onger in this tournament, and I hope we don't play any first teamers again tomorrow. Well, yeah, but equally, we don't want to play any youth teamers because of the youth cup. Uh, well, I think Exeter have got the same sort of attitude as us to the towards the competition. Um, so I think it might be a youth match anyway, a development game. Do Exeter um, not still stand a chance of actually qualifying out of the group? Well, they lost the first game nine nil. And they lost to Arsenal like five one, so I don't think so. It's dead rubber for both. Oh, okay. It's a dead rubber for both. 
they've both got uh, we, we're actually ahead of them because we've got a point because we took Arsenal to pens whilst they got absolutely mullered so uh, we might actually do something we might actually beat them so it might be a good game um, to be fair there's some players that are, are be quite interesting to see Hubbard I really like the look at Hubbard um, I think he's got quite nice touches and he's and it's quite skillful. Yeah, but if he's if actually going to play a few men, this is a sort of halfway house between academy and men's football. It's not a proper first team fixture because it's not played at the pace. It's not played at the same velocity. It's not a men's game. It's not a men's game. You just said they're playing a men's team. No, they're playing mostly a men's team. It's classed as a men's game, but it's an academy match. Most of they Exeter will play the bare minimum amount of first team players as they are allowed. Swindon will play the bare amount of first team players as they should be. And so, you know, there's no fucks given between either side. No one cares about the competition other than Reading. Surely professional pride takes over and they should want to win the game. They should want to win the game and the players will give their damnedest that are there. Will they? Um, probably. <laughs> the youth players will give them all. The youth players will give them all. I'm, I'm, I think, I think the, um, I'll be surprised if you do get the first team is absolutely busting a gut, but I think youth players will. If they don't, then then questions need to be asked of their mentality. Sorry, Gary, you you no, wanted to say something there? I was just going to say, if 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 either side can still qualify, surely we play first team players still and class it as a first team match. Well, it well is neither, team match. yeah, neither team can qualify. It's um, it's uh, it, it's literally the deadest of dead rubbers. Both teams just got battered and. But I was wondering the slightly yeah, because we drew with Arsenal. But um, yeah, I've Only got some fucks were given, eh? Then it could have been worthwhile. Well, it it could have been, but we we didn't want to risk injuries when we played Reading. Oh, well, didn't it? <laughs> well, well, I'm still not getting this. We got an FA Youth Cup game, the yeah. biggest game in youth foot, the biggest competition in youth football in this yeah. country. And we're suggesting we're going to put our youngsters out in a meaningless game that we can't qualify. I'm sorry, if we do that, I've lost all faith in this fucking club. But me, I would, team, I would say league football is more important than the FA Youth Cup. I would, I'd say league football is more important than the FA Youth Cup. I agree with you that league football is more important. So what I think we do then is we stick the first team players in the Bristol Street Motors Cup, where it doesn't matter because they don't care, like you've just said, and we play the youth <laughs> team in the league game because it matters more. I... Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't get blown away. In the That's just team. what That's you've the... just said. No, no, no. I've said they don't. They don't care about that. So they play within themselves because they don't want to get themselves hurt. Oh, with, so in why are they playing game. within themselves in the league games then? No, they're just being shit. Oh, okay. So that's okay then. <laughs> no, it's not okay at all. You've seen how human I've been. I've been absolutely. I think we're going down this season. I generally do, and I keep saying this. I don't think it's quite that bad. I, I, I do. I do. I think it's that bad. I think with that, I have so little faith that January's going to come rescue us. I think well, we're going to be in a similar or worse position yeah, if you, if in, in February. Go down, if you think we're going to go down, what's the what's the issue with playing the senior pros tomorrow then? Well, if, if I think we're going down, that's not actually meaning that we are going down. We've got, got we've still got to protect God because we've got such a because we've only got eleven fit first team players or twelve, I think, including Bruett. Um, what's what? Why are we playing in a dead rubber? Remember in, in the Reading game, Iwakwe, that was his last game for Swindon. He got injured in that game. We've not seen him since. You know, so it, the, these games are basically an annoying. Afterwards. 
but but I but I still don't I don't I don't see the point in there's an actual competitive game for the under 18s of really prestigious. Uh, well, maybe we should go go below them. Maybe we should play below the academy lads. They're back up. They the under 16s. Maybe we should put them in. Fucking hell! <laughs> I think I, I think we've um, we've we've um, basically screwed a lot of the um, academy players with their development this season already by having to put them into the first team when they should be playing academy level. Football. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, think, I agree. I put them in, in, in the, uh, the majority of them. I mean, most of that subs bench can play um, tomorrow because they would qualify, wouldn't they? Because they were in yeah. the squad. Um, but I, 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 it'll be the, to the detriment of their development, you know. But, you know, like people like it's a shame Canu got injured and and Dwarzak, people like that. I can kind of understand because they were on the periphery anyway. But mm. all, all the other players and everything, they they need to be playing it. Oh, I agree with Woody. They need to be playing in that FA Youth Cup, and it just sends out the wrong mess, message, the wrong idea. We've, you know, it, it's in the roadmap about the pathway to the first team. <laughs> the you know on, on the uh you know the the lost scroll of um the roadmap you, you, you know that, that the lost um, scroll of rob angus that that great that great work of fiction you know from the, from the, the holy club. grail but in all but in mike all makes a great point we'll all sign we'll all sign one week contracts and we'll oh i'd love to play 11 tomorrow oh, i'd love to play we you know it's but in all seriousness you know I, I, I really, I really do fear for for the the the, the youth lads and ev everything because I really do think that their development has been, uh, you know, ha has been sort of um, held held back for for them. And that, and again, and that just comes from the top. And but not only that, as as Woody said, Flynn has to take responsibility as well by playing these players and uh, to their own um, to their own detriment. Lewis Ward, I, I feel a little bit sorry for because wow, yeah. the chances yeah. are we we could potentially get dicked four or five nil tomorrow, and everyone's going to make out he's a shit goalkeeper again. I think it's important to know as well that the FA Youth Cup, if I remember rightly, is actually under 17s, so there will be naturally a couple of um, under 18s in it anyway. So it's not doom and gloom, but I think if they're also, eligible to play in the under 17s Youth Cup, FA Youth Cup. Put them we, in that. Gonna, don't, don't, sorry, don't mess around with, like Craig said, it's not even just their development. These lads are not going to get any success this year um, in terms of with the first team. You know, whether if they make their debut because they play two minutes of the fucking Mansfield game on Saturday, you know, I'm sorry, but they're going to prefer to have go up against Luton in the academy uh, in, in the FA Youth Cup. So there will be a few. That, mm. I'd, I'd like to think that Dwarzak will start tomorrow. Um, mm. And yes, I'm not saying that we... Field the, the 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 full first team, but at the same time, you know this should be an opportunity for players to actually advertise that they're good enough to be in the team. Um, you know, so like, I'd expect to see Genesini in there. I'd expect to see Lewis Ward just to keep him fit more than anything. Oh, I expect yeah, I expect, expect to see Genesini and Kokoklu and all that. Players like, players like Abodo and things like that. No, they're, they're they they're part of the reason why that team are in where they are in the FA Youth Cup. Keep them in that competition. Don't fuck around with them. Let them have some. They might. They probably lose tomorrow. To be fair, against Luton, they're a decent side. But let them go and enjoy that bloody occasion, and you know, and give be a them part the of best them. chance of progression and, and being part of something successful. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you now, they will get more out of playing against a team that have actually got an established academy 
um, and not one that's in fucking Australia. Um, you know, they'll, have, they'll, they'll, they'll learn more in that game than they would playing against half an Exeter senior 11. Um, also, you know, they'll, they'll what, learn what, happens, what happens if our U team go out there again like they did against Reading and they get trounced? And what does that do for their confidence and for, and for their, you know, them as players? They're just going out there and getting trounced again. That's no good for them. And, and the thing is, this um, this is partly down to Flynn, because remember, Flynn said um, in August he was happy with his squad. You know, I know we've had injuries. Every team has injuries at the end of the day. Everyone was crying out. We were on here. I'm sure Alex was as well. The low strangers were. Um, everyone was pretty much saying, and I, I guess it was to um, keep the, you know, keep Clem sweet. But he turned around and, and, and said that he was happy with his squad. And and now he's like, you know, he, he's he's joking that he he's going to end up playing. Well, that's down to you, mate. You're the one who's you you. That's partly down to him. He was the one who said he was happy with the squad. And I know he signed a free. Uh, uh, he signed this, you know, extended contract. But he needs to start being a bit more honest and open about what he wants in January, not just with the fans, but with the club as well. Because we need at least five players in that January transfer window. And that's assuming that none of the loans go back and we don't sell anyone. We know there's a cash flow problem. So at least either Khan or Hutton, I imagine, who are the only players worth selling, one of those is probably going to be sold in January. So, um, so, so you know, we, if, if, um, if, the, if, if Kemp and Young go back, wow. we're going to need at least seven, which, let's face it, on the base, you know, I've got no faith with Clem coming in January, whether that, that's going to make any fucking difference. Because I personally don't think he gives a shit whether we go up or not. If we go up, it's a bonus. Yeah, great. But as long as the club is uh, making as much money as possible, we're, we're, we're cutting, you know, budgets and, and, and you know, cutting things down as, as often as possible to make the club, you know, sellable. I just thank fuck that we, we're part owners that the trust are, and, and the fans are part owners of the ground. <laughs> we'd be in right fucking shit. You know, what, what could you imagine what he would do if he had full ownership of the ground? Jesus Christ. So I, I see, I, I just want to, I just want to calm, calm the atmosphere down because fear not. I know it's been a year, almost a year in the making, but I do believe we might actually finalize that Spurs defender in January. <laughs> yeah. No, he's gone. He's gone. He's joined um, Cardiff. Oh, don't ruin the joke, Ben. For fuck's sake! Sorry, yeah, he's at Cardiff. <laughs> he went to Cardiff. He he's at Cardiff. Right. Yeah, right. He, Can I just? He went to Cardiff on deadline day. He's a good player. We we just balls up. Cheers. Can I just finally say, Fifey? Um, uh, what I, I listened to our friends, the Low Strangers, after the Harrogate um, game, and um, I think it was I think it was Rich. He came up with a really good good point about you know the club and and Flynn and Clem have said about you know like the promotion budget, and then it was the competitive budget for promotion and all this and everything. And he said a really good good line, which I, I feel is worth repeating now. If you're going to make the noises of promotion, you have to back it up which obviously mm. the club haven't done. And, you know, and I can't see them doing it in, in January, especially as we need so, so many players. But yeah. And the yeah. thing in January, we won't make those signings on the 1st of January or the 31st. Yeah. They'll be... Well, best value comes at the end, as we know. Back end of January. 
and, yeah, and also um, card ready for that best value it's... comes at the end like all of those oh, players yeah. used. oh the best players are out there at the end can we make yeah. transfer deadline day like uh not not a holiday as such but a bit bit like valentine's day where you get the the generic cards that say like best value comes at the end and you just start giving the cards out to people well, I think um, Mark, Mark, um, in our, in our, um, you know, in our, group, <laughs> in our WhatsApp group, he, he came up with a really good point though when it came to recruitment and the type of players that we have. He said, and I've, I've got it here because I did want to re read it out today, but I think it's very on on point, and I, I'm sure he won't mind me reading it out. But he, he said the worst thing is we were a club that caught players on the way up. We're now the reverse, and that really is a trend we need to we need to buck. And I, I, I don't think we will in in January. I really don't. Um, first and foremost, we we want to send good luck to the youth team and what and what we hope will be a full strength youth team for their cup game, um, as is customary. Uh, as much as just about everyone here at this point now doesn't care, uh, I would like to go around and just get some predictions for our. Uh, for our all shits given uh, Bristol Street Mosters trophy fixture against Exeter tomorrow. Uh, Craig? Well, I think if Exeter are putting out a strong team, um, I'll, I'll go 3 1 Exeter. Okay, Gary? 4 0 Exeter. Alex? 5 0 defeat. <laughs> Woody? 6 0 Swindon. Yay! <laughs> ben? 4-0 defeat. 4-0 defeat. And, uh, and Pete, not downhearted by all the negativity, has gone 1-5. Uh, and uh, Rob, maybe slightly exaggerating, <laughs> a 15-2 defeat. Um, well, what it'll be interesting to see what team puts out and what the excuses will be for not winning. Uh, but again, if if the, the if the entirety of the core first 11 are rested for this fixture... There is absolutely no excuse against Mansfield again. Um, so it will be very... Um, I mean, Mike's gone even bigger here. What a game this is for the for the 10 people that will be in attendance. He's watching that. And they're 30 pounds. That's, that's just the number of youth players on each team, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got 26 players in the squad. Let alone youth team. Yeah. <laughs> that's the number of appearances on each side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's uh, let's just take a little look around the grounds then. Uh, Woody, how did you spend your weekend off? Uh, in dire need of some decent football. Um, <laughs> uh, nothing, literally nothing. In fact, it's, I was I, I was off all last week um, because, as some of you know, family member passed away. Um, so, and then on Sunday. Um, my other half actually goes to me, is there not a game you can go and watch or something? Basically said, you're getting on my fucking nerves. Get out of the house. <laughs> so it's, um, but there was nothing on. There was hardly any games on. So, um, And obviously Swindon was called off. Um, I've heard some rumours about Abingdon, so I was going to go out and watch them. But um, I was, yeah. But instead, what I did on Friday, I joined Man versus Fat, um, which... Uh, How was which it? Sounds like, that was really good. Good bunch of lads. Um and it's a really good little program as well. Just kind of, obviously, it's a bit of a diet program, but you get like you're in a team for a season, three seasons. Yeah, we've seasons got one. Up here. We've got one yeah. next town over to me as yeah, well. Yeah, really, really good idea. It. And 
And if, it, you know, if so, like my team, we won 4 0 on the game. So you play half an hour game, get in there, yeah. Olim- Olympic mayonnaise. Um, and um, I think it's all the same team names as well, because there's an Olympic mayonnaise is. up they, here. They, yeah, they give you like, they give you a shirt color type thing. Yeah, um, and they're white, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, but because obviously it's my first week, so it didn't count, but because we had, um, players in the team that have lost weight, you get extra goals added onto your score line yeah. if you lose weight. So we actually beat this team like 16 5 or something, um, because like all of my teammates had lost weight that week and all of that. So it's quite a good little laugh. It's a good little laugh. No pressure on you this week not to let the team down. Yeah, then. and it's and it's a pace of the game I can keep up with. Um, so it's, um, which is and then and then Sunday I took advantage um, and played a bit of seven aside myself, so uh, or six aside myself so um because i don't often get to play on sundays anymore so um yeah so other than that oh no i've got beer tonight um i haven't i haven't reviewed it because i wasn't sure whether i like it or not um (laughs) it's called the white hag or aka my (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law jackie if you're watching this i am joking um (laughs) is there a chance um, she'll be watching this she should this will be the only episode she watches um, <laughs> um, which is it's, it's, it's all right, it took a bit of getting used to. Um, but yeah, so it's like Swindon was called off, wasn't it? Swindon, uh, yeah, Swindon Town women were called off, Swindon Supermarine were called off. Highworth uh, did win at the weekend, yes. I'll let you they do that from... bit. Um, yeah, and yeah, that was it, really. A Bassett men's, obviously, we don't follow them, but I was going to go watch them, glad I didn't because they got smashed as well. So, um, yeah, just. Uh, just on the previous subject, if if they are the same teams nationwide at all the different things, I love the creativity and the banter of some of the names. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking. So I, I use the search function for my postcode. And, and in Leicester, you've got Blues are Mantitty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Woody likes that one. Uh, you've got uh, Borussia Munching Green Beans. Very good. Oh, these are different. These are different names, I think. Um, only Fats FC, uh, Pork Vale, <laughs> uh, Rapid Vianetta, <laughs> and Olympic Mayonnaise. Yeah, Olympic Mayonnaise. We got. I can't remember the. I can't remember the most. I'm gonna have a look. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, but now, given that they were the only team that we kind of focus on, that, that other than Swindon that did play, congratulations to Highworth on their three-one win. Uh, we are still trying to arrange something where maybe, whether it's Josh or another player or, or a fan or two, come on at some point in the not too distant to give us a more in-depth look at what's going on at Highworth uh, next week. I believe it's next week. I haven't got my uh, my timetable in front of me. I believe we've got the guys from Supermarine Radio on next week for a, for a little talk about what's going on at Supermarine this season. Uh, that'll be fascinating. Um, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll preview it more on Friday, but it's worth noting uh, Swindon Town Women's Cup game, as we said on Friday, has been confirmed as at the county ground this coming weekend. Uh, so we, as we always do, if you can go, please do show the women their support and see if they can make it through to the next round of the cup. Um, a behind the scenes look, we start recording Christmas specials this week, which is very exciting for me because I'm the only one that knows anything that's going on. Um, 
But uh, we have a few Christmas specials lined up that we're starting to record for this week. Hence the Christmas tree being there and ready. Um, obviously, it wouldn't already be up uh, otherwise. <laughs> and I'm not just making up excuses for it to be there. Um, is there... Is there anything else that I may have missed in the current culture of zero days without nonsense um, that anyone wants to cover that I may have missed? Have we touched on the Abramovich money? Yes, that was Friday. Uh, I missed Friday. Sorry. You did. You did. You've been MIA quite a lot lately. You're, mm. too, you're too big time for us these days. <laughs> Uh, in which case, Alex, let's uh, let's give you a, a final promotion slot. We did have a comment which I flashed up earlier saying uh, people keep looking out for your vlogs. When what can they expect from you next, and when can they expect it? Uh, so the next game will be the Wimbledon away game because I'll definitely be going to that one. Uh, I think the the reason for the lack of vlogs recently has just been because I've been thinking like, oh, should I go to this? Oh, it won't be worth it. <laughs> so, so like with the Harrogate game at the weekend, I could have gone, but I was just like, to be honest, like, I know what's going to happen. And I, I don't want to kind of give people the misery of me having to talk through a, a draw with a draw with Harrogate. Um, I did, I, you know, I went to the MK Dons game and I was just like, you know, the, the town shit, you know, the game was rubbish, boring and we lost and I was like, oh, I can't be asked to vlog this. But Wimbledon away on the 9th of December, we'll be doing that one. So, um, I think Nick has got recommends. They do really good pizza there. What, in the ground? <laughs> yeah, just outside. Right. just outside the ground. <laughs> really good pies as well. But that just make sure you bring a little cooker. Yeah, that was the most frustrating thing of last season. So I live um, kind of north of London. So Wimbledon is kind of a very close kind of game for uh -huh. me to get. And last season, because obviously we were doing so badly, I, we, I kind of spoke to my brother, oh, should we go to the Wimbledon away game? We were like, oh, no, there's no point. We're rubbish. And that was the game we ended up winning. Like, what was it, 5-1 or something like that? I was yeah. so I was literally furious that we'd won 5-1. I was like, oh, that's the one game I didn't go to and stuff. But no, we'll be, we're doing it this time. Um, a group of friends are coming with me because they want to they wanna laugh at Swindon, so it'd be, it'd be good fun. <laughs> well, of course, uh, the, as you fire out the content, we'll be delighted to share it around as well by way oh, of thank saying you, thank you for the time that you keep kindly showing us by appearing on FRI. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to talk about what is, a, what is an almost certain win uh, against still unbeaten in the league, Mansfield, because... It's just the Swindon thing to do. But from me, from Alex, and from your Fools regulars, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Until Friday, good night. Take my hands. Take my whole life too. But I can't help falling.